coming up on this episode. I, you know, I told you the one story. Like my mom, she um, she she stopped on the highway to get flowers. I don't know why you do that. Middle of the night, me and my brother in the car, and she gets mugged by uh, four four guys. What? Four, four guys. They they bash her over the head. They steal her wallet, purse, everything. I mean, she got stitches, but she didn't report nothing. She was just like, look, head down. Let's, you know. Why didn't she feel like she should report it? It was just like, you know, I don't want to draw attention to ourselves. That's that's literally what it is. She doesn't want to draw attention to herself. That's kind of like the very immigrant yeah. thing. It's like we don't want to draw attention to ourselves because they don't even feel like they belong here. Four, three, two, one. What up, grown folk? This is Andrew here. And uh, I want to talk about something near and dear to my heart today, which is around the stop Asian hate stuff going on right now. And uh, the, the person I have sitting with me today is a man that has impacted me in a big, big way. And his head's super big already. So when he hears this, I'm sure that he is uh, always going to enjoy that. But uh, his name is Daniel Way, aka Bruce. Uh, and the way I know him is uh, he's my pledge dad. So when I was in college and I was pledging Lambda Phi Epsilon, the Lambda Phi Epsilon, uh, and he was an alumni, he would fly back down multiple times a week and pledge the shit out of me. And uh, you know, I have an immense respect for him. And he is uh, an entrepreneur uh, living out in New York right now. And he has a very uh, unique perspective to what's going on. I just want to have a, a really great grown conversation with him about kind of the events happening right now. And uh, I'm really excited to talk with him. So what up, Pops? Hey, what's up, man? How you doing, Andrew? Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Oh my God, it. never Appreciate call me it. Andrew again. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's like a professional setting, you know? You're, you're to, right, you're right. You know it. Try, try, to, keep it, try to keep it grow talk. Try to keep it professional, yeah, yeah. you know? <laughs> I like it. I like it. But uh, hey, I appreciate you taking time to talk with me about it. We don't catch up enough, but when we were talking on Friday, I think it was, over the phone, I could tell immediately that this is something that we think about a lot, was what's going on. I mean, of course, it's something that affects us. You know, it's something that that is has always been around, even unknown yeah. to many, right? Like, kind of like it's something we've dealt with a lot, you know. And there's a lot going on in New York right now. I mean, even the other day, I, I called my parents and I was like, "Hey, like, make sure you drive everywhere." And when you mm. go shopping, like, don't go shopping at like your normal places. I like that's how scared I am for them because you know it, it's crazy. They're elderly. They're seventy-one, and I was like, "Look, go make sure you shop in Florida." We'll make sure yeah. you shop in Chinatown. Like, go safe. Don't take the subway. It's it's crazy that I even had to say this to them. You know, right. they've been here for 40, 50 years. So for me, saying to this is kind of nuts. What's crazy to me is you say it's not new, right? And I know it's not new because we have our own stories. We both went to school out in rural Virginia, right? <laughs> <laughs> in the mountains of Virginia. South of the Jets. Yeah, yeah. And um What's what's crazy is I was on a podcast recently and the host was really honest and was like, I don't know what's going on. I have no context about the Asian community or the history. And to me, this is all brand new. Right. So I had to school them a little bit. So I'm, I'm hoping uh, that you can give some depth too on the history of of our people, the Asian people in general uh, in the country. And then, then we, we can launch into maybe kind of what's happening today. Well, I mean, from a personal standpoint, I mean, like, there's always been stuff like this been going on. I feel like, especially the history, it's always 
one thing I like to say is like the winners write history, right? Yep. We as American, I was born here, just like you are. Like I'm, I'm just as American as any other person. Right? Yeah, but where are you really from? Yeah, from so, you know <laughs> exactly, right? So I'm from New York. <laughs> but yeah, I was like, I was gonna say motherfucker, but I, was like, I don't think I should say. It. <laughs> but that's the thing, right? So people actually used to say that to me down in Virginia Tech, and I hated that. Um, yep. But the history is like the winners always write history, right? So like, how much do you really hear about the internment camps that the Japanese went? Like, I'm not Japanese, but you know that's that shit sucks, right? That's that's not any different than yep. like it's it's an internment camp. What else do you want me to say, right? You know, yeah. Um, you know, there was like the Chinese Exclusion Act. There was there's all these different things that happen and the history is just, it's there. There's like three sentences of it that you learn about. And is it sociology? Is that even a thing anymore? I don't, I don't even know if you have sociology. It's history. This I, guy. We used to call it sociology when I went to school, <laughs> but it's like, it's, it's really swept on the rug. It's not really talked about. I mean, even, even like the oppression of black people, it's there, but they don't really talk about it in history. The winners always write it. Right. Yeah. So that's big. And now the real big thing is that we don't have, people standing up for us right historically we don't we're very heads down you know work and kind of get through life have some kids you know trying to make a good living for yourself right yeah. and other other races have people that you know who champion their cause right like they have you know like for the you know african americans they have martin luther king they have oprah they have barack obama huge powerful people michelle obama right all just great figures great historic figures have done so much for their race as well as our race you know as well as our race they've done so much for us right so like they have people championing for their cause and we don't and i think the other th reason is you don't care a lot about this historically is is this right we we all come from say china from japan from wherever right where it's 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 worse right a lot of it is worse especially in china so my parents came they they literally escaped communism they escaped communism through hong kong went through Hong Kong, came to America, right? And to them, it's like, all right, as long as I keep my head down, you know, and, you know, just kind of work, raise my two kids and just build a house, build life for them, that's good. We'll deal with the racism. We'll deal with that. We, Because what's worse is, well, communism is worse. That shit sucks over there. They take your money that, you know, it's like you can't really be an entrepreneur. You can't grow. And it's like your constant fear, right? Because you can't say anything. You can't, you, you have oppression of rights over there. So it's like to them, it's like, well, a little racism. Yeah, they do the Ching Chong shit, whatever. Whatever. That's that's, that's not better than being in jail. That. Yeah, exactly. That's better than being oppressed politically or oppressed for whatever other reason, right? So a lot of Asians have that mentality. It's like, well, we don't belong here. So it's kind of like just keep our head down, let's be quiet. We can get bullied, that's cool, whatever. And and we, we move along, right? So no one really stands up. They just don't want, they don't want to, they don't want to cause a ruckus. That's all we're taught. You know, even, even I was taught that, right. I didn't yeah. always follow that mantra for sure, but that's kind of what I was taught as all. Well. So like, that's kind of like the personal experience I have with it, you know? And I think, yeah. I think a lot of Asian Americans can really resonate with that, especially first generations or people that totally that immigrated here. Cause there's yeah. no, here's, here's opportunity. There is opportunity. Here. Man, it's super generational. Cause my parents also fled from communism from Vietnam. Right. And, uh, they're very much that way. And my dad is so about the American dream, right? Like in his mind, he's, he might as well be blonde hair, blue eyes. He's American. Right. And if you ask him, if you call him Asian American, he'll almost get offended. He's like, no, I worked hard to be here. I'm here now. And so when 
someone doesn't recognize him or the culture as being American. Like, like, you know, you're, you're born in the States. You know what I mean? Uh, it's crazy to me how there's a, a white American archetype, a black American archetype, right? But there's not really like an Asian identity in the States, right? We kind of flow into and out the other ones. And it's kind of an interesting one for our generation as we kind of figure it out. Cause I've never known you to be kind of, I mean, I've known you to work hard, but I've never known you to like head, like a hundred percent head down, just eat shit. Well, the thing for me was, you know, I, I experienced that once in my life, once long time ago when I was in um, middle school, right? I got picked on and I was like, you know what? That feeling sucks. That's never happening again. Yeah. So I, you know, I'm not a champion for a cause like, you know, everyone else is, but I knew from that day on that was never happening again to me. That's when I learned how to start doing my thing, start lifting weights, start learning to protect myself, start taking self-defense, start taking more. I was like, you know, this, these are things I need to do because I need to protect myself. I'm not going to get bullied every day and yeah. it never happened again. So it's kind of like, I did have that head down one time, like, but I think I've, I was, I was, you know, New York enough, American enough that I was like, no, it's not happening. You know, my parents would have just taken it. Like, I, you know, I told you the one story, like my mom, she, um, she, she stopped on the highway to get flowers. I don't know why you do that. Middle of the night, me and my brother in the car and she gets mugged by, uh, four, four guys. What? Four, four guys. They, they bash her over the head. They steal her while first everything. I mean, she got stitches, but she didn't report nothing. She was just like, look, head down. Let's, you know. Why didn't she feel like she should report it? It was just like, you know, I don't want to draw attention to ourselves. That's that's literally what it is. she doesn't want to draw attention to herself. That's kind of like the very immigrant yeah. thing. It's like we don't want to draw attention to ourselves because they don't even feel like they belong here. See, that's a like great point know. that you make because that's what a lot of people outside don't understand is well, why don't why don't Asian people speak up for themselves? Like culturally, why don't we do that? And there's a lot of reasons that go out there. You know, some people are legit immigrants who shouldn't be here, right? And so they're worried about, you know, getting the authorities involved and they don't got cards right, right? Or uh, some people think that it's not worth it, their time, right? Like, I got other things to do or, or it's not, I'll, I'll just eat shit. But to your point, it's just, I don't want to cause trouble. I don't want to, it, it's, but why is that the case? And then why is that seen as, a weakness like why does that seen as an open target even more than well well it's easy because if if i'm gonna i'm gonna beat on you ain't gonna say nothing i'm gonna beat on you again why not it's easy right yeah. right the the strong will always pick on the weak that's that's just how the world has worked right yeah. look at look at colonism look at everything right that's literally how the world works look at capitalism that's right right capitalism right the stronger companies take over the smaller ones um i think the big thing is like for them is like like i said Oh, look, I got hit over the head here. You know what? But I still can live the American dream. I'm not in communism, right? Like my mom and my dad brought all of their family over here so they could all live their dream. And they're all successful in their own right versus them being in China. This is the life they have here with all my cousins is better than anything they would have had in China. And and for them, they, they don't feel like they belong here because back there is the native language, is, is everything. And then that also leaves a gap for us where we don't belong here and we don't belong there either. Because if you go yeah. back to Vietnam, they know you're not in Vietnam. Oh, 100%. They, they the, actually the say, open your mouth, and, yeah, the way you walk and the way you, the moment you speak, it's like, oh, nah, you, you, you're, you're not from here. You're from somewhere else. So like, we're yep. stuck in limbo. 
was stuck they in say, uh, They actually say, you smell American. Yeah. So like, yeah, it's, yeah. it sucks. It's, so it's like, it sucks. So, you know, that's why I, I stick my claim. I'm a New Yorker through and through. I mean, like <laughs> I'm more New Yorker than most of the New Yorkers here. Yeah. So. <laughs> that's a fact. You stayed there. I know a lot of people who left the city when everything happened last year. And you're still I'm there. Born and raised here. <laughs> I ain't leaving. I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> What's crazy to me is you and all of our brothers and all the people that we hang out with are not like the Asians I grew up seeing on TV. Right. You, you, you know, where I'm going with this. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, on TV, it was very, it was very Urkel-esque for any agent yeah. on TV or super buck teeth. Like uh, that dude, uh, what's that famous dude? Who's like super, like, uh, so 16 candles with the, the teeth I, and everything. I know what you're talking about. I know who you're, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it's it's a I, bunch of bullshit. But, it's the way media portrays us, right? And that's that's kind of how it is. And that's how it's been. I mean, they do it to almost all the races too, right? If you really think about it. But why is it know? taking so long for us though to, to get the spot? Because again, almost no one I know who's Asian is really like that. Like everyone I know is kind of like us. We play sports, like we got game, right? Like, like we know how to throw down. Like it's like anybody else. I, th- I think that comes from kind of, well, the reason, hold on, that, that comes from basically we attract of who we are kind of thing. So that's okay. why we've always brought around that. Um, that's fair. And, and I, I think also the reason it's portrayed that way and also like, you know, and also we're easy to pick on us and they didn't act that way. Is a lot of Asians, they are more quiet. They don't want that confrontation. Even in Asia, they don't want that confrontation. And it's also a cultural difference, right? If you think about it, right, in America, where we are more aggressive, we just are. Oh, yeah. Like, being born from New York, I had to be, right? I had to be. There was, there was no, you know, I, there's, there's no option, right? There's no option. And, like, over in Asia, it's different, right? Even think about the small cultural thing, right? In Japan, if I went to Japan and I got lost and I tried to ask for directions, the person in Japanese would probably try to speak English and try to help me as, as much as possible, even though I wouldn't know Japanese. Do you think that would be the same case here? If you came over here and someone started speaking in uh, whatever, like Chinese, Korean, they're like, oh, fuck, learn English. Oh, yeah. It's a different mentality, right? It's a different mentality, a whole different thing, right? So the people over there are just more docile, easier. And when they come here, they bring that same cultural mentality, adapt, right? Try to help, try to be like them. Same, same with that language. The same concept is adapt and try to really adapt to their culture and head down and just don't be seen, right? Don't be seen, work hard, make some money, buy a house, have two, one and a half kids, yeah. you know, hopefully son first kind of thing. So <laughs> yeah, I did it right. <laughs> yeah, I was always son first. Who's carrying the fucking name? Jesus. I know. I'm the last one. Let's go. Uh, no, I think that's a, a super great point. The, the only thing I want to ask on and add on to is what was your, cause you're straight in New York. Well, like when you say that, I don't think people understand cause they haven't met you in real life. But when I met you, you and my big were Tim's all the fucking time. <laughs> like in the days. summer, you were on basketball Good shorts days. and Tim's like that's, as New York as I can see you, like good old days, good old days. <laughs> <laughs> but it's 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 just, it's different. There's there's like a New York. It's a, there's a little toughness that comes with it, 
right? It, it's just a little different because yeah, it's yeah. like you, you dealt with you dealt with more. I mean, like I hung out a lot in Queens. I mean, I grew up out in Long Island, but I was right out on the border of Queens. So I was always hanging on Queens, always hanging on Chinatown. So it's a different. You have those street smarts. You have those city smarts. It comes with it, right? Mm-hmm. And you kind of got to navigate a little bit better. And if you get picked on, same thing, right? It's now you're yeah. the target. Now you're the easy target. You don't want to be that, right? Because it's right. a snowball, right? And as you can yeah. see culturally, what's happening right now, it's snowballing into whatever's happening. I mean, they're picking on the elderly and the women. It's disgusting. It's disgusting on any on all stand on all standards for any race for anybody, right? Like you're supposed to respect your elders. You're supposed to treat your women right. And it's just, it's terrible. I mean, yeah, it's, it's uh, there are really no words for it. What was your experience in New York versus coming to tech in Virginia? So in New York, in New York, you know, I hung out a little, here's the thing. So in New York, I hung out with predominantly uh, Spanish and African-American. That's where I hung out mostly because it's like we kind of got each other, you know, like that's, that's who we hung out with. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't, in, it wasn't really an issue after that, like one instant I said, so, it wasn't bad. I never really ran into it much after that because now I was in Chinatown or I was hanging out in Flushing or wherever. It wasn't yeah. it wasn't an issue. Now, when I went to tech, things are different, right? I mean, I'm talking like, hey, tech's a great school. Great, you know, let's go Hokies, right? I love I love the football team, I love the basketball team, but the location, I mean, come on, you're 45 minutes from West Virginia now from North Carolina. And like, you were so far from DC, North Virginia, where like, yeah. it's like, I don't want to say like, you know, it's just more culturally accepted right and i went earlier times right when like in 2000 it was totally different like i was seeing it all the time like people yell shit from the buses people say stupid shit all the time people saying stuff at bars it was an ongoing like occurrence it was happening once a month at least so it was a lot it was a lot i remember not wanting to go to the bars unless i was with either bros or like a, a decent group of us like I never wanted to go in like a group of two or three or like me and a bunch of white dudes because I knew if something popped off, not their fault, but no one was going to have my back <laughs> like unless I was with other, like unless I was with, with the bros, right? Like, if, yeah. like there was one time I was at a bar and this guy, he was drunk and I was, I mean, I wasn't probably 100% sober either. So he started wilding out saying stuff. And I look at my guys, just a real quick gauge, like, yo, if something happens, do you got me? You know that look like, yo, are we about to yeah. know or not? And my boys were like snickering. They're like laughing. And I was like, yo, that's not funny shit. Like you on the wrong side right now. Like, I don't think you understand what's about to happen. And it's not their fault, but I remember hating that feeling. And that's why we just drank at the house a lot. I feel like, like it was just, yeah. you know, it's, I mean, for me, I look, I wasn't worried too much. I handled myself, right. They yeah, say yeah. it, you know, the altercation happens <laughs> and fly and, you know, I, I didn't really lose. So I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> so I, like, I, I welcomed it. I was like, you know, but sometimes, you know, like, you know, like I, I don't like pushing that like violence, right? That, that, that kind of like out there, but sometimes these people are so stupid and ignorant. Like the, like that one guy who killed his, first of all, he stabbed his mother to death yeah. out on parole. Right. And then he kicks the Filipino woman. Right. Or she's Filipino. Right. She's like, yeah. Whatever. She's like, I mean, come on. The guy's like six, four. She's like five, two. Right. And again and again, like people like that, sometimes you just gotta knock them around a bit. Yo, hundred percent. And and the thing with that is, I I never felt bad about it because you know what? When I did it, I felt you know what? Maybe you won't pick on someone else that won't stand up to you because the next person might not. And I'm sure 
the another thing I look at is this, right? He's doing it for a reason. This is not his first time doing it. Yes. You don't just do it. You've already done it four or five times where you're like, you know what? They're not going to respond and I will be okay doing this, right? Like you're not going to go out there and go up to a guy, like an African-American, spot the N-word, right? You just wouldn't do it. That's, that's, you, you wouldn't dare to do that. enough white guys have gotten beaten up for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah, that, yeah. you just wouldn't do it. You also know that for the most part, they will retaliate. Now, what's the chance that he goes out and says, you know, ching chong, some ching thing? Maybe, maybe. May not say not say something, but when I took it into my own hands, I thought, you know what? Maybe I'll shut you up for the next guy, and you'll think twice before being stupid and ignorant. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't mind you being violent in that way, because because I know you enough to know that you're not going out just starting shit just to just to get the rep up. Like you're not putting in work for the gang. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this is in response or like in defense or to set something right. Like I'm I'm okay with that, but it's just, uh, but. Our elderly won't do that, right? That's what I was telling my, my friend the other day. Is like I don't know many people our age that are Asian who are getting physically targeted like that. Because most of us, generally speaking, don't mind throwing down. Like if we really had to, like you know, we would do it. Well, they are. I mean, they are still targeting. Like so, they're targeting people our age, but it's women. Right. They're targeting women. Like you hundred percent right. I think some. Some ladies got backpack got lit on fire and, and they're targeting like not new. They're not targeting like real American looking people. Right. Like, like, I mean, the haircut's a little different. Their, their, their mannerisms a little different. Those are the people that they're, they're targeting people. They think won't do anything. Yeah. And that's kind of where we're at right now. Yeah. So what can we do to help them? Them being us. I mean, look, for us to help, look, I think we look out for each other when we're out, be more mindful, right? And other than that, I mean, I I do I do like that there are protests going on and they are starting to do something about it and speaking up. It is nice even having, you know, someone like Andrew Yang, right? It, it's, <laughs> it's some, right? It's got to start somewhere, right? Yeah. I mean, I like him. But that, you know, I have a like, crit- crit- criticism about him, but at least he's out there speaking, yeah. speaking for someone. There's there's a face other than what media wants you to see, right? Um, I mean, what's the first movie that portrayed Asians to be cool? Maybe Crazy Rich Asians? Uh, Tokyo Drift, my guy. <laughs> but, <laughs> I don't know about that. Even then, the white guy came in one. Like, what the heck? <laughs> I think I think that might have hurt, yo. It might have hurt. But predominantly, think about that. That was only like what a year, a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, not, and predominantly, it's the rest of them is like everything's like it's either Bruce Lee. We got Mortal Kombat, Liu Kang, which is coming out, and stuff like that. Or yeah, you know, you got the nerdy Asian science guy, right? Predominantly, you don't really see. Oh, oh no, can't forget the guy in Lost. What's the name? That guy. A Lost. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we had Walking Dead. But predominantly, we don't have that many out there where they're portrayed as like cooler or normal or even like somewhat of a sex symbol. It's just not there. Which is, it's not crazy to me because I grew up knowing that and seeing the lack of representation on on TV and entertainment. But then in real life, like we were wild in college. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, different. It's different. Oh, back, yeah. back to your point. Back to your point. Sorry. I, I yeah. just, back to your point was how do we help? Look, I think look out for each other. I think protests, 
you know, they, that does help give a voice out there, speak when you can, help yeah. out if you can. And my other thing is like, I think, you know, like we talked earlier, I really think we need to get together with other people that are oppressed. Just like, you know, like, like the, with the BLM, like get together, work with each other. Right. Like, yeah. like that doesn't help. I mean, like when someone's being oppressed and then they oppress us or whoever else is oppressing us, like you got to work together. Like, like I was saying about early, like how much, you know, MLK and all those people championed African American movement. They also helped us like with MLK with the immigration act. Like I said, without yeah. that, my parents wouldn't be here without his, him getting that through. We won't be here. Right. So like we help each other and that's how we further. That's how we feel. That's how we go equality. We look at each other even, right? Not as in like, you know, you're being oppressed. Now I'm oppressed you or they're going to like, you know, it's like, you don't pass it on. Right. So we yeah. work together. We work together. That's the way I see it is we work together. We continue to speak out about and we don't be afraid. That's the other thing is we're too afraid. I think a lot of Asians are too docile, too afraid. Afraid of, afraid of what, Pops? Everything. Everything's just confrontation, altercation, reporting things. Right. And it's just... It's just they're scared because that's part of their culture. Just let it go and move on, right? If it didn't kill you, just keep on moving. But that right. doesn't leave you with, you know, scars on the inside or, or you know, or whatever. Just these, you know, traumatic instances, right? Yeah, yeah it's crazy because the the keep your head down and grind is what helped us become the one percent in the country, right? Like that's. Like, yeah. like you don't, you know, ignore the BS, eat shit because yeah. long game wise, we got a plan for the people. Right. But yeah. it also has turned out to be a little bit of a downfall right now, at least generationally. Right. Because now perception wise is they can't take care of themselves. So let me ask you this then, right. If I, if I were to ask you, what are three things that an older person who's walking around can do to seem less like a target? Right. What are some things they can do to to look after themselves? You know what I'm saying? Like I mean, that one is like, I mean, sadly, don't look Asian and don't look old. <laughs> See, <laughs> that, in reality, that's legit. That's legit. Is, is, and, and that's a fact, right? Don't, don't, don't be a woman. Uh, don't be a woman. Don't be an Asian woman. Like, that's terrible for me to say. I mean, in reality, what they need to do is it's so sad that you can't even like, like the, the guy in San Francisco got pushed to his death walking in the morning. What the uh, fuck? Walking in the morning. Right. So it's like, what was he doing? He's literally walking. So it's like, walk with someone else. I mean, it's the things that I would ask them to do is ridiculous. Cause I, if my grandparents were alive today, I wouldn't even want them out of the house, is my answer. Right. Yes. Be there. Cause it's like, there's no one to protect them. Like, they, like they're walking. Like, my grandma used to go for a walk. Now, then again, I'd say I would never thought that someone would try to push, but who knows? That was San Francisco. It wasn't like, it wasn't like it was in, I don't know, some rural area of racist, you, you, you know, that's, what, that's what's crazy, right? It's like all the, a lot of the stuff is happening in metropolitan areas and not on the boondocks. Like yeah. are, so it's like people it's who have seen us a lot. Yeah. And, 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 you know, that's another thing is that like now a lot of the stuff is bubbling to the surface. Mm. People don't realize it's been there before, right? It's not like this yeah. is new. It's right. not like Asian hate new. It's not like black police brutality is new. Look, look at Rodney King what, 30 years ago. How's that any different than with the LA riots? It's the same thing, yeah. right? It's the same thing. This has always been there. How do you, how do you really fix it? Honestly, how do we really fix it? 
we got to get people like people like Barack Obama reelected, people similar to him, right? Some someone with like a, a black background in political power. You don't fix it from the outside. You got to fix it from the inside. We, we need people like Andrew Yang in office to maybe help, you know, champion our cause or champion something closer to at least some equality, right? You need people, the lawmakers, to make different laws to help change. I really truly believe that that's how it's done because it's like, you know, we can protest. I, I want our voices heard. I, I love that. It's great. But we need change from the inside, right? You mm-hmm. need political change. You need lobbyists to change. You need, you need us, that 1%, to lobby in politics, right? We need to vote. We need to vote. That's another thing we don't do. We right? don't do a lot of that. You know what? That's, that's, I stop. We need to vote. Because, so in New York, right? I mean, we haven't gotten Republic. We haven't gotten red in like 40, 50 years or something. I forgot the number. It, it's like 87 yeah, yeah. something. I think maybe Bush. I don't even remember, but it's, it's been a minute since we've gotten red. Does that mean I don't vote? No. I mean, you know, in theory, my vote is like, it's like, it's just a toss in there, but what it does do, this is why I tell my parents, like, oh. I'm like, no, you need to vote no matter what you need to vote. No matter why is because the lobbyists, the politicians look at your, um, the demographics. And if Asians are 5%, guess who I'm not catering to? Asians, if they're 5%, Hispanic, if they're, they're 10, right? Or, you know, if African American votes are 10. Oh, the rich white people are voting. Boom. That's what I need to look for because that's how I get reelected, right? So if we vote and we put our numbers in, yeah. we get the lobbyists and then we get change. That's truly how I think we get change. That's a, that's a good point. And I like how when you're talking about protests and everything and giving credit to, uh, you know, BLM and, and all the other movements in the past. I think that's really important to say. And I want to echo that one more time, right? Because when we start going through these things right now, it's crazy how we still need to stand up and speak for ourselves, right? Because, and I never want to do this. I never want to go into a, who has a worse thing, right? It's not, that's not the point, but it is interesting when things like this happen, like the attacks happen, right? And it, it starts popping up on the news for a week, it seems like. And then it goes back to everything else while these attacks are still going on. And what's crazy is when that dude shut up those uh, those spas, right? That caught, right. That, mm-hmm. that caught news for a day, two days. And yeah. every everyone who wasn't Asian would just joke and be like, yo, was it that kind of spa? Yo, shut the fuck up. Who the fuck even cares? If it, even if it was like that is an attack and he, the dude went to three different spots. So it's intentional, right? So you can't yeah. say he was like pissed and was just driving around shooting or, or having a bad day, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like none of that. So, but it's crazy. And then there's another shooting, which is horrific a week later. And I'll hear nothing about what we're doing. And that's not on the media. That's on us, right? To like, continue making it important um to do because right now if it wasn't for my instagram and facebook i wouldn't know about half the attacks that were going yeah. on right now well i i think part of part of that is kind of what i was saying about getting us into positions if we had more asian journalists hey if okay we, if we expanded our 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 set from our parents town to be fucking doctors and lawyers jesus like to something <laughs> else to something yeah. else like, can we be something else? I'm making this money. <laughs> we don't do. want it no more. <laughs> right. But it's like, but we need to get out there. We need to just put ourselves out there, stick together and, and just don't be afraid. 
don't be afraid to report something. Don't be afraid to stand up for yourself. Don't you, if if you know you belong here just as much as anyone else here. The only people that really belong here are Native fucking Americans, Indigenous people. They were here first. They're the <laughs> yeah. only people that who who can tell everyone else to leave. Yeah, right? they're yeah. the only people. Yeah. You think everyone else that colonized them and they brought over slaves, which is terrible. And then yeah. we immigrated over here. We worked on the fucking railroad, like you know. And then we like escaped this refugee that. Everyone is a refugee here, so. We all belong here. We all belong here. Every single one of us belong here. Well, you know, mostly the Native Americans. But what I'm saying is we equally belong here, right? So, like, know that, feel that, and believe that. And that's kind of how I've lived. My mantra is, like, it's like when you're, like, you don't belong here, go home. Like, no, motherfucker, I'm about to send you home. You know, it's like, because it's like, you don't belong here. It's like, like, where are you from? What's your heritage? And then when they spit out something stupid, like, German, I'm like, okay. Are you <laughs> No, all right then. So, like, how's that any different, right? You immigrated yeah. here now. You immigrated here maybe before I did. But that doesn't give you more reason to be here more than I. Right? And, like, yeah. people have that strong sense, that strong sense of confidence, right? And it's, it's, it's easier said than done. It's a lot easier said than done, right? I built my confidence, my confidence through the years. And, like, it wasn't immediately. Yeah. Right. But believe in believe in that. Right. And I, I think that helps. When you say your parents came over and um, they they just wanted to belong. Right. Like they I think my parents are kind of are very similar. And so correct me if I'm wrong. But the way my parents are, uh, I think the outlook is, is when they came in, they felt like they were Vietnamese people in America. Right. And then when we came up, it was we're American. Right. So there's a, a clear dynamic shift there. And so what is that conversation like for your parents now? Now that everything's going on, now that they've been here a while, you know? Oh, it, it, it's, it's so it's funny you say that. So for them, it wasn't they just wanted to belong. It's also they didn't want to be seen. Right. Because it's like, oh, we just got here. Let's, let's just do our work. Right. Come down. That's they different for us. All right. Like we're hip hop. Right. Like graffiti, yeah. everything. Like you, I was here. Yeah, it's different. It's very different. So it's funny because it's like for them, their mentality is not hasn't changed. Forty years been here. They're probably more American than other people that have immigrated here, right? And then you know they feel all all uppity about that shit and whatever. Yeah. But they have the same mentality. Like the other day, I was talking to my mom and my dad was like, "Hey, be careful on the subways. There's a lot of tax." I'm like, "I'd love for them to try me because they could try my old people. I'd love them to try me instead because if I yeah. use beat ass, I'll be on World Star Hip Hop with the quickness." <laughs> but the point is, it's like they have the same mentality where my parents are still like, Hey, you know, take it easy, head down kind of thing, you know? And they have the same mentality 40 years later. It's the same thing. They're like, just be careful. Don't, don't go out too much. It's dangerous <laughs> out there. And you know, the same thing. And I'm calling them telling them, Hey, you don't go out too much. <laughs> they're talking to you. <laughs> like, you know, they're talking to you. You're elderly. I was like, you don't go anywhere. And same mentality where, and for me, it's the same. Like, I, I I was born here. I was born in the city, and and I always feel like I'm a New Yorker, an American through and through. I mean, everything from the way that I dress, the way I talk, to our attitudes, very American. So normally, I ask something in regards to my son or sons now. So he's a he's a mixed kid, right? He's gonna be coming up, and I don't know if we'll be in Texas or not, but he'll be in, in America. He'll be an American kid. He's going to have a different approach to being American than, than you or I did and our parents did, right? So 
how do you think he he integrates or you know comes up and doesn't doesn't separate himself but then also makes a lane for himself does that make sense no absolutely does i think i also think that being asian american is is a blessing i have two cultures oh yeah one to live two cultures in one i know totally about one culture and i don't know to another what does that give me that gives me knowledge it gives me tolerance it gives me just ability to know more and understand more have empathy to feel both to understand both and that's how i feel and i think even with you your son you have mixed you're gonna have three cultures i think that's the most amazing thing ever i think for him embrace it all learn about each learn vietnamese if you can right learn about the the lantern Holiday, help me out here. Land of holiday, you say, yeah, paper, paper, something. You got something. I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. <laughs> That's what I'm saying is embrace it, learn it all. Yeah. Embrace that and, and learn all about the cultures. Be confident in who you are, too. It's going to be tough, but it'll make them better. It'll make them a better person. More knowledge. The, the same is why I always encourage travel, understand different cultures, because that is what is that's what breeds tolerance, right? Intolerance comes from ignorance. Lack of knowledge and stupidity, all three of the same. Yeah, yeah. Lack of information, right? Now, if you were, if you were any sound, decent human being, and you were somewhat, you know, what had these ideas, and I talked to you about our experience, what I feel, if you have any empathy, empathy, you would understand. Maybe that's kind of wrong, and maybe we can expand knowledge and, um, you know, enlighten someone else, right? Drop that knowledge on someone else. Right. And they yeah. won't be as tolerant. So would you say it's important for us to support each other in our efforts and everything? I think support each other in efforts and kind of like what you said, expand that knowledge and, and, and kind of talk about your experiences and talk about that's kind of why I want to do this. Talk about experiences and kind of, you know, inform people, inform more people. Like I was having a conversation with my other friend and she's like, I never knew this existed. Same Crazy, conversation. Yeah. She's yeah. a very knowledgeable person, but she never knew because she didn't interact with that many Asians or Asians that dealt with it, right? Yep. You know, it's like, if you don't understand it, you don't know about it. And that's not, I can't hold that against you, that you didn't have these shitty experiences, <laughs> right? I'm glad you didn't. But when you hear about it, you understand, you're like, oh, light bulb. It is a fucking thing, right? Like a lot of people were like, oh man, this Asian hates out of nowhere. It's not out of nowhere. It's been around. I dealt with it when I was 10 that's 28 years ago that's 30 yeah. years ago, right like i dealt with a long time ago it's been around i dealt with in college that was 20 years ago like it's yeah. been around that hasn't gone anywhere it's still here i so think it's the like, thing i struggle with though is okay it's it's around i would say it's better at least for me personally right as i've grown older and learned how to deal with certain situations Right. Whether it's checking somebody or just educating somebody on the spot, like, hey, this is what's up or now what's up. <clears throat> when these things start happening again and we, you know, we rally and we do all these things, I think the Asian in me is worried that that we're just going to continue to cry. Right. Come off like we're crying, like, yo, help me, help me, like, you know, all of these things. And so when you say something like, um, it's not just about rallying, it's about being involved and participating in, you know, the, the government and politics and, and different organizations and not just 
sharing things on Instagram or Facebook, right? I think that's really important, like to actually be uh, moving things, right? It's a movement, right? So you got to be actually doing things and not just pushing things along and like being active about it. Um, knowing all that, why would you make me rap battle a black guy in New York as a pledge? So I thought you could win. I did. Did win. That's what I'm saying. So we had to prove a point. We had to prove a point. We had to prove a point. Right? That we're different. Yeah. It's it's crazy, man. It's crazy how we all live in our bubbles. But I told you this on Friday. All the bros that I knew were jerseys, Tim's, yeah, did caps at the time, right? Uh, we played ball. We loved hip hop, like. As American as it gets, right? I mean, as American as it gets. Yeah. And it's just crazy to think that even now when I walk around, there can be times when I know someone looks and has no idea what the depth of the culture is. Like, none. And, uh, you know, in New York, it's more of a melting pot than anywhere else. And I've been there, you know. Do you feel any, do you feel support or tension? from the communities around you well usually i've always felt somewhat support because we were we were it's new york right it's always like you know like like i said i hung out with i hung out with haitian guys puerto ricans and dominicans when i grew up that's why yeah, yeah. right our our crew i had i hung out with one white guy it's was, it was mostly it's mostly these other guys and oh yeah, that's cool he, he knew he understood right right we right did our thing right and I always felt support because we had that. There was the culture in New York. It was always, you know, like, you know, West Virginia, or we're down there, a little more racist than there, a little, you know, boondocks, right? <laughs> no, we're not like that. We're not like that. But lately with the attacks going on, I don't know anymore. You know, like, I feel like, you know, like I ride, I ride the subway today. Like, I lower my music now. I want one earpiece out. I'm not trying to be stuck, You're aware. stuck on the fucking tracks. I'm not, look, I'm not trying to be shoved in the tracks. That's not how I'm going, right? Right. So it's like, it's scary time, I think, for everybody. Even though I'm out there, I know I can take care of myself, but I'm more aware now. I'm a little bit more aware. Where I wasn't two years ago, just trying to jump on the train. Now it's like, am I going to get killed today? Am I going to get stabbed today? Right? Is this the day? It's like, yeah. that fear true. It's a true fear. And, and it's terrible, right? And it, it's terrible for us. And, you know, I equate it to the same. I was talking to my buddy about this. He's black. And he was talking about that's the fear he gets with cops. Oh, yeah. Right? So he has that fear around cops. Like, we, we, can, we understand. And that's how we should relate. And that's why we should band together with all that are oppressed and all that, you know, all the differences. Right? Yeah. I mean, we, I was talking to my buddy and um, we're talking about my son. And I was telling him, like, you know, for the first time, I'm like a little worried about his safety when he grows up. And then my guy, my friend who's also black was like, yeah, that's us. Yeah. He's like, you got to talk to him about how to interact with people growing up now. And I was like, oh, I guess that makes sense. But do you, I don't know, like when, when things like this happen, do you think people were already thinking and feeling certain things and then wild out? Or do you think certain events activate and teach them they can wild out? Cause here's my example, right? I don't think you were around then, but, uh, my freshman year at tech was when the shooting happened and the dude was Korean. Yo, it might as well be nine 11 and me a Muslim, right? Because after that, 
when I walked around campus, yo, there were so many times I was like, I'm not, I should not walk alone. This is before I pledged too. So I didn't I know any other kind of Asian guys, right? So I was like, mm-hmm. you know, this is no good. And I remember getting, you know, just called out, getting chased one time. And I was like, this is stupid. Like, what is, why am I going to school here? This was not the way three, four months ago. Like, are people always like this? So I don't know. Like, what do you, what, what do you think? Like, is it worse now that, they're allowed to do it or they seem like they're allowed to do it or is it activated it's it's it's, i think look i think it was a series of events right i think this this has to come down i mean it has to come down to like what kind of perspired in the last few years that you know there was an encouragement of yeah you can be racist that's cool you know like you can be a white, white supremacist whatever it's like there's there's just it's being ignored and now it's bubbling up to the surface, right? It was always there. It was always there. Like I right. said, it was always, it was never gone. It was always there. Now they're just not scared to say it. That's all that is. Now they're not scared to roll out their Confederate flags, roll out their straight racism. They're not as scared. So that brazenness is scary. I think it's scary. I think it's a little different. So it's always been there. It's just people are more, they feel more empowered that they can do whatever the hell they want. Yeah. I mean, the, my first reaction is to check everybody. <laughs> like as soon as someone starts wilding, I'm like, nah, like you need to sit down. Right. And, but I know I can't, I can't overcorrect. Right. Because that, I don't know. Can I, I don't, well, um, you're from New York, man. You tell me to go on. I don't think there's an overcorrect in when it comes to racism and, and, and being, and being a dick. No, I mean, there's an overcorrection on, I think, when you're being like politically correct on all those things, I think you can a little overcorrect on that to a certain degree okay. or some other matters. But racism is is, 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 is is spouting hatred, right? Like, how do I overcorrect on hatred? I don't think yeah. they can, you know? And, you know, e- even now, I think people are still a little, like, people are so brazen now. Like, the other day, I was watching this video, this guy, he was on the subway. And he's spouting some shit about like the Chinese virus and the Ching Chong and all that. And, and that Chinese virus shit like really fucked things up for us. And, and he was going off and his friend. So some, someone starts yelling at him. You can find this on YouTube somewhere. Someone starts yelling at him and the, her friends like, Oh no, no, it's okay. You know, it's okay. You know, like, like um, I, 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 I got him. And then she's like, you don't got him. He's, he's out here drunk spouting hatred. It's like, you don't got him. And, she, and then she called him at her, the friend out, which I'm glad because like you're condoning this by not stopping him. You're his friend right now. He's found racist comments and you have not stopped. Him. So therefore you condone him, which you are because you enable and you allow. Yes, yeah. That's no different. Enabling and allow is no different than condoning. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's a, that's a good point. And it's thinking back now, having this conversation, I'm just remembering all the little things that happened that I let slide all these years because one, I didn't think it was a big deal or two, it wasn't worth the time or whatever the reason was. And I'm like, man, if we had checked everything at the door all this time, could we have prevented some of this stuff? And I know you can't think that way, but it's, uh, it's crazy to think. And what's again, it's just bananas because it happens in these metropolitan areas. When I go to New York, I really don't see like, like one race. You know what I'm saying? Like when you walk down the street, you see everybody. You see see hoodies and beanies. That's all you see walking around. And so to still get targeted like that is just, uh, it's disheartening a little bit. 
when um would you ever leave New York if it got crazy enough? No. I was born here. I was New York here. through no. and through, my guy. No. no. They, uh, half the New Yorkers aren't from New York. I'm more New Yorker than half the people here. More than half the people here. Yeah. I have people I hang out with other than like all, all my boys, they're not New Yorkers. They're from California, Minnesota, Florida. They're not from here. Yeah, I'm yeah. Here first, if you want to play this game, I was here first. Now, a point you put on is you talked about microaggressions, pretty much what you just said, right? Those little right. things. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I think. Can you explain real quick you know, what microaggressions are, though? Like, define it? It's like these small things, like, oh, you know, you know, we like, you know, kung fu, right? Stupid shit like that. It's not totally racist, but it's a microaggression, right? It's small, but small enough. It's a slight, right? Or you say some shit about, you know, whatever, like, oh, you eat dogs. Hi, that's funny. No, no, motherfucker. I don't eat dogs. Okay. But like, it's crazy no. because we've, we've coped with it in different ways, right? Like, like if someone says, uh, you eat dogs, my typical response growing up was nah, eat your mom's pussy, right? Like that was <laughs> like I eat your mom's cat. Like that's what it was. But it's, yeah, like it's, I don't, but I don't those, know. Those do need to be checked because they were not checked. That's how they become bigger. Micro becomes macro, right? Right. right. You don't check them. There's something even I don't do sometimes. Like they'll say something I'm like, you know, it's, it's not worth my time, but maybe I should have. Right. So like there are small things people say, and I'm like, yo, that's, that's not cool. Like they do it. They do it. With, I feel like they do it with Asians a lot. Oh right? yeah. They do it a lot. Like you wouldn't dare do it with some of the races, like some of the shit you would say, you know, like you just wouldn't say it. Right. Is that on us though? Is that on us to hold the line better? Yeah, absolutely. That's back to the point of being confident in yourself. Don't be stepped on. Don't be a stepping stone. Right. And that's same same thing. It all loops about the same thing. Right. I mean, and educate the person that, yo, like it may be a joke. That's not fucking funny. Like don't say that. Right. That's, that's not cool. You shouldn't say that, right? You know, it's like yeah. I think it's hard to it's hard to because I think we've gotten a lot better about it, at least our generation. But when I, I'm trying to think of a time when maybe I was out with um, uncles, aunts, mom, dad, whatever, somebody older, and maybe something happened, right? It's tough because my instinct is to check that what happens, right? Like, hey, like that's a no go. We we don't do that here. But then the other part is like. Yo, if I speak out and they don't, is that disrespectful to my elder? You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I, I think look, they're not gonna do it. Like my parents, my my uncles and uncles never do it. My uncle's the sweetest man ever in the world. They wouldn't do it. Yeah, it's not their thing, right? So we I have mean, to. Yeah, like we do. Like my uncle's strict with me. He's strict with his family. But if someone did those things to him, I know he would just head down, kind of like I don't want trouble. That's how they are. So I think. It's on us to stand up for ourselves, stand up for our elderly, to stand up for our weak, right? We are strong, so we stand for those that cannot. I love that. That's why you're my pops. I, I think having conversations like this and um, it's good to see, right? So the reason why I do the podcast is so in case something happens, right? My son can look back and see, you know, uh, his dad knew some really like cool people, you know, and he could learn some things. But Hopefully when he watched this one back, he he could say, yeah, you know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a mixed kid. I, I got some confidence. They were in a different spot than I was in and different spot than their parents were in. And I need to continue growing and checking right as, as, uh, as he gets older, because as we get older, 
that shit won't fly still, right? And so the, the community will become even stronger as the generations grow. But I think it's important that we, we're intentional about it. Yeah, I think we are. And I think, I think hopefully, I believe we may be at a turning point where our generation differences are just enough that we aren't going to keep our heads down and we will speak up, right? Like I did it differently at a time where those aggressions I did not take. Like in college, like if you racial slur, immediately there was an altercation. Immediately there was. <laughs> yeah. And, I that, stories. and that didn't really happen back then. It didn't, right? And now it's more like, all right, you know, racism is not cool kind of thing, right? So like it didn't really happen that that much back then, especially for us, there weren't people standing up. And now, you know, I'm seeing more protests. Like, like I said, there were protests back back many years ago. Um, yeah. But not to this degree. And I think hopefully, you know, there's a turning point. Like I said, even people like Andrew Yang running for mayor. Is he doing that still? Yeah, yeah mayor. Huh? Is he still doing that? No, he's running for mayor. I mean, he was a presidential candidate. Oh, yeah. Right? And then there was huge controversy about not covering him, all that stuff. All that, yeah. Right? So stuff like that. But it's like, we need these people to pave the path. Right. And I think we're at a point, you know what, maybe we can turn it around and, and we don't deal with this as much. Right. We have a voice. We're beginning to have a voice. Right. And hopefully we can. <clears throat> so, add on to that. so if you're going to support everybody, are you going to watch Boogie? Hmm? Are you going to watch Boogie? What's that? You don't even know. What was that? Boogie's uh, this movie that, that's out right now. It's it was uh, directed by. Oh man, I'm messing this up. Oh, and, uh, I don't know, crazy rich Asians, bro. Nah, <laughs> it's it's this movie about uh, 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 I think it's Chinese, maybe Taiwanese. I don't, I don't know. Basketball player out from Queens, I think, and it's just him playing ball, like you know, figuring his life out and stuff, and you know, drama ensues. But it's directed by uh, Eddie Wang from Fresh Off the Boat and everything. Okay, and so uh, yeah, I was talking to my boys like, look, if it's good or bad, I we gotta support it somehow, like we yeah. right because. Red, 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 red. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because we, because yeah. even if it's bad, if it does decent numbers, it gives us a chance to do it again and do it right. Yeah. Right. No, but if we don't support it, it, then we, we lost the chance. No, it absolutely does. And I think, I think it's good to have pioneers and stuff like that. Right. Even in film. Right. Oh, we don't, yeah. I mean, look, we have plenty in like, like Hong Kong, all that stuff. If you really think about it, all, anything that has to do with anything that is fights, they got that from, Asia, like yeah. all Matrix, those like they brought that they brought like shit from like from Hong Kong. All those guys, if you go further back in Hong Kong action films, they're filmed exactly the way they are now done. Oh right? yeah, so, like yeah. there is that. So it's kind of like we need to pave, continue, make producers, and so that if we have those people, like once again, if we have those people in those positions, different casting, right? Like maybe if the person that did Ghost in a Shell was like, hmm, it's a Japanese main character. Maybe I won't cast a white woman that's a redhead that's you know that has no faintness to looking wait, Japanese. Wait, you're not Was tired of uh, you're not tired of a white protagonist coming into Asian culture and winning whatever it is. Tokyo it's not Drift, just, it's, it's, Karate uh, King, yeah, but whatever, yeah, whatever. But what's worse is that they'll take someone who's supposed to be Asian and just make it white. That's even oh, worse. Yeah. So stuff like that. But if we have people in the position, yellow face. You know, so it's like we if we don't have those people in this position, we won't have that. So, you know, we talked a lot, but I know we're going to talk again about different shit down the road, whatever, whatever. But this was important because it's timely and my son's getting older. 
and he's starting to understand people's words and everything like that, right? So if you were going to, when he watches this back and he sees Uncle Bruce, right? Uh, what words would you tell him to navigate the world? It, it could be race related or not, but you know, if, if you had to speak to him directly, what message would you want for him to grow up and be the best man possible? It would be be yourself, but be understanding, understand different cultures, understand different situations, be confident in who you are. I love that. Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, those are the fundamentals of being a good human. That's everything I know about you. Yeah. Being, be, be yourself. Don't be afraid to be yourself, especially being a mixed kid in this world, growing up in America, Texas, be yourself, be proud of who you are, be proud of your heritage, be proud that you're part of Vietnamese. That's something that's you should be proud of. Don't be scared of it. Don't hide it. Right. Yeah. I I love that. Um, I will share two lessons that you taught me that he'll, he'll look back one day. The first one is, uh, this one always gets me the idea of, uh, if you have nothing left to give, give more. That one reigns true in my life. All of, especially when I'm tired, I want to go to sleep. I go, well, one of the things I would say is pops wouldn't sleep. <laughs> like, pops wouldn't let me sleep right now. Yeah. He might bust the door and make sure I wasn't sleeping and was working. <laughs> like, like push through. you push through. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, because, that's because that's you, what... you got to get it done. That's what, right. that's what achieves greatness. Yeah. I mean, sleep is the cousin of death. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and, and the other one, which you said was, um, uh, something along the lines of, of, uh, fight for those who can't, right? Like be, be strong enough to fight for those who can't. And I think that's really important. I think it's something that I've, I've lived by and I, I picked up from you also, uh, and hopefully that he gets as well. So I appreciate you doing this, man. Um, Hopefully I get to come to New York soon and see yeah, everything. Is everything back open? Yeah. I think, I mean, I think it's about to be insane here. Cause I think like everyone's like half vaccinated. The city's like, I mean, we're, we're allowed to do 16 plus vaccinated. So anyone that's can get it, we can get it right now. Yeah. I'm getting my second dose tomorrow. So city's going to open back up. I think within a month, we'll be back to like at 2 a.m., 4 a.m. curfew. That's I mean, crazy. You know, and that can be Miami craziness kind of thing. But I think I think they're gonna start opening things up because you know our restaurants and businesses are hurting, you know, our, our Broadway, all the all the stuff that makes New York New York is hurting a bit. Yeah. And it's not going anywhere. It's not like suddenly they're gonna be doing New York Fashion Week in Ohio or anything. So you that's, know, fact. Guess, that's a fact. Yeah, start bringing that, stuff are, are the restaurants inside again yet? Yeah, we're fifty percent. Okay. Fifty percent is like a hundred percent because it's like they're just <laughs> basically you can't stand at the bar and you can't stand. But you know, restaurants are pretty full. They're they're pretty full. When I walk in, I'm like, mm, this don't look like fifty percent to me. But you, okay. are you are you cool with it being full? Or are you stressed if you see a large crowd right now? Um, one because I got vaccinated the first dose, and then my second one is like is Wednesday. I'm a science guy. Statistically, I'm eighty percent immune by tomorrow. <laughs> two weeks, ninety five. Ninety five is pretty good odds. I'll bet a lot on that. Right, you and you're young. Me. Fit yeah, all that, yeah, yeah. So it's like, look, I, I take care of myself. I'm smart about it. I think, yes, being full may be a little dangerous if you're you have uh, like you know underlying health conditions. But be aware, be smart, right? Wear your mask, wipe shit down. Don't pick your nose. Wash your hands. You know, yeah. wash your hands when you leave the bathroom. It's not, it's not rocket science. Okay, right, like right. be somewhat fucking clean. Oh, you'll be all right. So nice, thanks, man. <laughs> Anything uh, we didn't talk about? You want to touch on? No, I think we touched on, I think we touched on a lot of things, right? I think 
I think we did. I think we covered a lot of stuff. You know, I, I just, I just hope the best for all of us. Yeah. That's uh, it's crazy. What, what's, what sucks is, and to your point, like, you know, rallies don't, they're important and they're good, but it's, they don't move things forward as much as we hope they do. I don't know what else to do, man. Like, you know, and it's, it's crazy because I do have the kid now. So I'm super conscious about what his life is going to be like growing up. And so the only I could think of was like, well, you're going to talk. Cause you know, cause you could talk Like you know how to do this, uh, this thing. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm glad I'm doing it with you. You know, I had a conversation with, uh, another Vietnamese guy and, uh, and, and, and two Latin dudes uh, on a podcast earlier this week it's just it's crazy how many people don't even know look i think what you're doing is also huge because you know this this brings it out to your audience they may or may not know i don't know what the demographic of your audience is yeah. but this brings awareness right uh was it promote asian awareness was that number one or two something something like that but the point is it's like it it really does that that, that does help right and kind of like I said, voting, right? That's, that's more literally voting is more important in my opinion than rallies. Cause I love that you said that. I you, wasn't you expecting rally, you to say that. Well, cause you can rally all you want. Now I'm not saying I'm no, they're important. Have your voice. They're so important. Right. And acknowledge that acknowledge the pain that's out there, but who's really moving that? Like, who's stopping police brutality? Right. Let's just say that for, for the BLMR. Who's stopping it? Lawmakers. Why? Outlaw the chokehold. Right. Maybe outlaw taking a gun out for um uh like a uh like noise violation call right so like they, that kid that, that kid was it yesterday I guess yeah it was like sunday i think it was sunday so stuff like that right pulled over for a routine traffic stop for a whatever maybe you can't carry your gun for that right is is that necessary right i, I don't so know if this like is true or not but i heard that she was reaching for her taser and pulled a gun gun yeah, that's the thing. Or so like, okay, so the benefit of the doubt in me says, you know, she's saying, I'm gonna tase you, taser, taser. But my other hand goes, Glock, taser. I kinda know the difference. Anyone who's right? touched a gun wait, knows the difference. Wait, trigger. Wait. Where they are on your hip. And also, you're supposed so I was also listening, you're supposed to have your firearm is on your predominant hand. The taser should be on your so you should know which to reach for, right? And now, what does that mean? I don't know. It also means that I think the training. Give me a second. Yeah. All right. Sorry. What good. does that mean? What does that mean? I think that comes down to training. Yeah. Education. Right. Um. Yeah. Like I said, we need the lawmakers to implement new policies, do more things. Voting is the number one thing that helps anything. Right. That's why I was voting. Not is so expecting that from you. That was good. No, it was great. I loved it. Because that's the true change. That's the true change. I mean, at least you're, you're in America. Yeah. That's why we're here, yeah. right? I mean. Exactly. So it's like, that's the true change. I think voting is the, the only real way to do it.